McDonough's could not be separated. The headline in the Examiner says Tip Decider once again delivers on the drama front. How true is that? Because it really was dramatic stuff in the stadium yesterday. Killadang in 121, Killeron McDonough's 218. But there was a clear winner in the Premier Intermediate final. Ross Gray back to senior status. They finished out their season 117 to Gurton Who Glenn Gould's 16 points. Ross Gray back in senior ranks next year and will be competing in the Munster Intermediate hurling championship that will be up and running I think around about the 6th of November while the winners of the Tipperary County Championship will be out the following week against Ballygunner of Waterford so the games are coming thick and fast for whoever holds those titles a two week break for Ross Gray but the will be a one week between the county final replay and the first round of the Munster Club Senior Hurling Championship that uh, more reactions to that to come on tonight's show we'll also have uh, news on the Junior A Hurling Final Upper Churchstone Band getting their hands on Silverware after a momentous season for them they're overcoming uh, Grange Mokler Bally Neal and of course the County Senior Camogie Final took place as well this weekend Geraldine Canaan will be here to tell us about Drum and Inches four in a row we've rugby with Alan Quinn and local soccer with Barry Ryan and don't forget of course as well we have the October nominations for the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month is coming to the end of October so nominations need to come in now sportsstar at tipfm.com is where you need to send those nominations to we'll be looking through them and coming up with an October winner if you send in your nominations to sportsstar at tipfm.com that's in association with the Talbot Hotel in Clonmel and John Quirk Jewellers in Care and don't forget next Monday night is a bank holiday so we're actually being moved to Tuesday night so the Sports Star of the month for October will be announced on next week's extra time which will be on Tuesday the 1st of November and not Monday because Monday is a bank holiday just in case you're tuning in Monday we won't be here enjoy your bank holiday Monday myself and Ian my producer will be as well so we'll be back on here on Tuesday night of next week but let's get to some reaction from the county final because it was pretty momentous stuff it was pretty dramatic and while the first half lacked quality I think it's fair to say that the second half more than made up for it in excitement Sean O'Mara is the killer dangan manager he spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full time whistle and then um, like there's, there's, there's very little between the teams and you could see that in the end um, you know they, they stayed ahead three points a lot of the game we got it back uh, we went ahead they brought it back they went ahead and listen to us to score for score towards the end and, and uh, like you know you'd be happy with a draw um, after uh, you know we, we feel we didn't perform awfully well you'd be happy enough with a draw yeah, it was a game that ebbed and flowed. You know, Kilowan came with a ferocity and uh, you matched it there in the second half. Yeah, but Kilowan yeah. are a very good side, quality side. Um, and, you know, as, as, as you say, our lads stepped up to the plate when it was required and it was needed. Other than that, you know, we'd be, we'd be on the losing side. Lads showed great courage in the last, last few minutes, particularly the fellas we brought in. Uh, did a great job for us. And, um, you know, so it is... Oh, looking forward to next weekend against Stephen. Yeah, it's all to go again. It was a brilliant game for spectators to watch and uh, I'd say it was nerve-wracking down the sideline. It was, yeah. And, you know, we were blessed weather-wise today too. You know, um, sometimes the end of October you can get uh, very inclement weather and uh, impacts on the game. But today's weather was, was really nice for both sides. Uh, pitch, you know, absorbed the heavy rain during the week well and uh, it made for a great game and particularly the second half... Um, uh, you know, I'd say it was enjoyable for all, except the lads in the sideline. Yeah, there's match winners on both sides, and again, like it all just is set to unfold like a game of chess, I suppose, in the replay. 
It, it will, yeah. And and uh, they have a lot of lads that wore the blue and gold at Tipperary, um, you know. And we have, we have some as well. So, and they have a mixture of of, of youth and, and and experience, and we have that as well. So, you know, very evenly matched teams, and there won't be an awful lot in it again the next day. Yeah, and uh, your preparations, you just follow the same pattern for every game, would you, regardless of a county final or first match of the year or whatever? Yeah, when you get to, when you get to the. Uh, quarter-final, semi-final, final stage you're playing every two weeks so you can have a heavy session your first week and the second session then is just more or less a wind down and getting ready for the game the, that weekend Yeah, and this match today like it did come down to the last few minutes there fitness counts, effort counts every single puck of the ball and uh, like that equaliser took serious guts to, to take and put over the bar for Killer One because he had just had the momentum before that Absolutely, but, but Stephen you know, all these guys in, in, in every club are, are training since the first first week of February. They have a lot of strength and conditioning done, um, and you know, tis 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 all working towards an occasion like this that you can showcase uh, this type of talent and fitness levels, and they deserve great credit, uh, both sides. And uh, all to go again now, seven days. Yeah, we're, it's it's next weekend. We're not sure whether it's Saturday or Sunday, but uh, we'll we'll get ready this week and uh, and see where it goes. Sean O'Mara from Kildangan speaking to Stephen Gleeson after their 121-218 draw with Kildaran McDonough's in the stadium yesterday. Shane McGrath was on commentary detail for Tip FM. He's on the line now. How are you, Shane? Hey, Ron. How's the farm? Hell of a uh, mighty, hell of a second half. I mean, it really was dramatic stuff. Eb- webbed and flowed. And, you know, at, at one stage, I think Kildangan only took the lead for the first time in midway through the second half. And it did look, to all intents and purposes, that Dan Breen was going to puck on for the second time ever. But it didn't end that way. No, I didn't know. It was even inter-county games that I've been looking up to in Sim Stadium or club games like this. It was kind of a different kind of an atmosphere, I suppose, you had because it was a club thing, but it was equally as exciting as, especially the finish of it, Ian, you know, or or Ronan, sorry, it's equally as exciting as any game as I've done there in in a long time. And, like, it was 51, 52 minutes for Kildangan took the lead there in the second half and, uh, I suppose the whole week coming up to Ronan and as soon as we knew the fixture, like to be honest, myself included now, I just thought, you know, that this would be Kiladangan's day because of the performance they put in in the semi-final. They were, their forwards were really on fire in the, in this, in the semi-final against Drum and, you know, you were expecting a big game out of Killer One and then you look to Killer One were missing and, you know, obviously Craig Morgan first and foremost, but, you know, other guys that are away include Dara Peter, they didn't have him all year, but, this is the team they could have had, but I tell you, it's one news. I one word I used over and over again about Killer One yesterday, and that was composure. Like, because for all of them, not for the club, like, but for all of those players, their first time playing in a county senior hurling final, and the Kildangan lads had the experience over them in that regard. They've they've been there and consistently there over the last few years. But I just couldn't get over the, the, how mentally strong the Killer One lads were and the composure they showed. There was no lettering the ball down hope and something would happen I mean it was just it was just um, epitomised by the last ball that Owen Hogan won uh, the ball came down between him I think it was Dan O'Mara another time you know if you don't have the composure and you need a score what you're going to do Ronan you're just going to lump it in at the edge of the square yeah. and he didn't he hit it he, did, he gave a diagonal ball across the field into space and of course Fez stepped up won it he used all his experience you know when Seamus Hennessy is hacking the goal your, your first instinct nearly is maybe to just to foul him or bring him down but look he used all his experience won his free and 
fair play to Willie Cleary for standing up over it and uh, showed real composure and calmness and nailed the free. But look, I, I've, I've heard people kind of complaining about the crowds and complaining about there wasn't a brilliant game. I, I'm going to have to say I, I, I disagree with that. Uh, like, I mean, I, I thought that game had it all yesterday. Like, I thought it was great excitement, great heart shown, mistakes made, of course. But I thought the nervousness went after about two minutes. There was a big schmozzle to start. And that was it for me, Ron. And I thought there was some real good passages of hurling. Uh, yeah, I the thought game. the second half was better than the first half. I think the first half was a bit errors, yeah, but look, that's I fine. Look, I mean, one nine to nine points at half time. Yeah. Um, you know, and the scores from play, and you know, Kilowan had eight wides in the first half too. So, you know, while Kilowangan were the favourites going in, Kilowan really took the game to them physically and everything. And but look, I thought Kilowangan just showed why they are both top team in North Tip for. Uh, over the last 10 years mm. now really and you know they're trying to create their own their own legacy I suppose Ron, aren't they like and, and, they, and winning their winning their second county title but, well, um, I think when you look at the talent on that Killadangan team I, you know nobody would want to see them finish with one Dan Breen I mean there's, there's enough talent there to win multiple Dan Breens yeah absolutely it doesn't no, always happen now but that, no, there is enough talent there there is there is and look as as Glister Sean O'Mara speaking there you know I mean on both sides you have a, 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 such a volume of guys who have played inter-county level you know senior minor under 21 All-Ireland schools medals things like that Like you know, so you, you have the world of talent on both sides and um, I, I just I just thought there was performances all over the field I, I think you could have demanded the match to one of maybe six or seven guys yesterday um, I, I, maybe two or three of the Kildang guys and, and likewise in the Killer One and we went we, we go through all the players and you know for me, one guy that really stepped up again yesterday, he loves county finals, is Paul Flynn. Like, I think I think he scored something like eight points a couple of years ago when they won the county final and he was captain that day. Scored 1-4 from play yesterday. You know, he really stepped up. He was phenomenal, um, in my opinion. Brian Malachi, brilliant on the freeze. I think he got man of the match on the telly. Becky McGrath, brilliant the half-back line. And, you know, they're just some of the guys and the work rate that went on. And on the other side, then, I thought, you know, uh, Niall O'Mara had... Phenomenal finish to the game. Two brilliant points. Two buys midfield. Sean McAdams, Mark O'Neill, really good. Willie Cleary on the freeze. Aaron Morgan did a lot of good things at the back. Keen Darcy, Keno Kelly, hopefully will be okay for them the next day. But I suppose if there's one guy, uh, Ronan, and I, I, from a neutral point of view, that we all want to see in a blue and gold jersey mm. next year, please God, if, if it is up to him, and that's Jerome Cal. And again, yesterday... He's had a great... Championship. There's no uh, two ways about me, it. Yeah. Like you know, with the, with the, I know, I know you're involved with the with the club player of the year thing. And for me, he he is that like, and and was more again yesterday. He he just he's just one of these players, Ron, and that you know, on every team there's a player. Like when he gets the ball, there's just an air of excitement. There's a buzz around the crowd, and they're like something's going to happen. And every single time Jerome Cal got the ball in his hand yesterday. The crowd were nearly just getting up off the seat going, something good's going to happen here. I think he's either going to get a score, he's going to do something. And his footwork and the shape that he's in, mm. you know, his, his own, like I know he trains a lot on his own and he does a lot of S&C work on his own and with the group as well. But he was just gliding around Simple Stadium yesterday, almost like Tony Kelly does for Clare. And the two goals he got, but the amount of freeze he won and the amount of space he created for other guys because of the danger he is, he was he was he was classed there. I mean, we all we always produce great stickmen in this county, but I think his vision and that's the thing that I think separates him from a lot of other players is his ability to read the game, know where the best pass is at the right time. You know, it's it's almost like Eamon O'Shea's in his ear. You know, he's mm. he, he, he telepathically in his ear. If you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, what a lot of people might know about 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 Jerome Cal as well is that you know he's a phenomenal handballer. 
you know, he's uh, uh, multiple titles, multiple all Ireland titles, handball. Watch his hand passes. Like, it's it's just, you know, from maybe a coach point of view or a manager point of view, when you're trying to teach kids how important a good hand pass is, that it has to go to hand. And Jerome Cahill is doing that every single time, you know, just his natural ability to do it. But as you said, the vision he has, as I go back, I go back to again, his footwork. Like, he's just, he's a, he's a class man as well. Like he's first touch every time. And he just was drawing three, four Kiladangan guys on him every time he got in the ball. He, he got a few dunts, but he, he got up, he carried on with them. And, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I really think as a, as a, as a Tip Hurling fan, I just really hope this guy is wearing blue and gold next year. Hopefully he will, I've no doubt. Liam Cahill, he'll be in Liam Cahill's plans, and, mm. and hopefully, you, um, if if it is for him that he will he will choose to do it. But uh, yeah, look, really, uh, really class performance by him again yesterday. Ron, I gotta ask, you know, dressing rooms at the end of matches tell a lot. Like, if you who do you think were the happier of the two, or or perhaps both managers are just happy to have another crack at it and know that there will be a low Ella. Yeah, who's the happier of the two? Like, um, like I suppose the way the game petered out, like I suppose Kildangan will feel that. Killer One just brought just brought the fight, brought everything to the, to that game yesterday, and um, you know at, at the end of the day you're going down to 51, 52 minutes before they take the lead. So I think Killer Dangan will be will be delighted that there's another day, albeit that Killer One had to get the point to draw it. I, I do feel that that Killer Dangan will feel that you know there's there's a lot more in us here, and, and we can go again, and we've lots to improve on. And someone made a great quote to me before about the replays, like that that the team that learns the most from the drawn game will win the replay. So that'll be interesting to see or is how it, that is, works for them. Or in know, sport, and Killer One. Yeah. not just in hurling, but in sport in general, the underdog, and the bookies had Killer One as the underdogs, they get one swing, they get one shot, and sport tells us that perhaps the favourite, when it does go to a replay, has enough in the tank maybe to see them over the line that you know maybe Killer One's best chance was yesterday. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe I'm talking rubbish. Well, I look, I, I still think they're, they're as I said, Eight wides in the first half. That's the, one of the first things I'd be talking to my train this week about is that, you know, we won nine on the board at half time, lads. We'd eight wides. You know, Kiladanga had nine points on the board. They had four wides. So, like, I mean, that's, it's, it's not as if to say they weren't getting on ball or they were just, they had to, they took, they scored every chance they got. Not at all. Like, you know, they were, they created a lot. They were, they were really the dominant team in the first half, you know. And, you know, Kiladanga did, like, like as true champions. They, they kept they, they kept their can. There was no panic with them at all, you know. And uh, they they clawed their way back into the game. So, I I I think there's there's room for improvement on both sides. I I'd be fascinated to see how they line out the next day on and like will will James Cleary go and man mark Sean Hayes again, or will Kiladangan maybe throw a curveball to say we're going to do something different with Sean Hayes, completely different, and try and throw James Cleary. That's just one matchup I was fascinated by 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 yesterday, and you know where guys will line out again, and I suppose. There's one guy for me that's pivotal, Kiladang, and he might not always pop up at four or five points, but Joe Gallagher, every time mm. when, they, when the need is most, you know, they'll have to build some form of a statue into this man and puck on, I'd say, uh, when, when he finishes up, because, you know, you take about it back to the Lockmore game, the Barry Hogan quick puck out, Joe Gallagher caught it, and Brian Lockney buried it. Again and again yesterday, when they needed to win a puck out, Barry Hogan was looking for one guy, and, and it was Joe Gallagher, and more often than not, he was winning it, or he was getting a break, and this guy is just, He's just been Mr. Consistent and he's key to everything that's good about Kiladangan in the forward line uh, in particular. They have phenomenal uh, back line as well. And as I spoke about Decky McGrath, I was really impressed with him yesterday. And Alan Flynn came up with mm. the goods as well when the need was most. But I think Joe Gallagher is, is really central uh, to, what, to what they're about in the forward line. So it'll be interesting to see will Killer One maybe do something different with him the next day as well. So look, 
there's lots to look forward to. Like, oh, you know, absolutely. And, I think, I mean, and it's mouthwatering. So, and I just um, hope, you know, people were treated, those who were there yesterday were treated to a hell of a game. I know it was live on TG Car. It won't be live next week, so perhaps make your way to Thurles, pay in and uh, enjoy the county senior hurling final because oh, it will Ronan, be yeah, Absolutely. Like, and I know you have to move on with the yeah, show and everything. You've lost the county final talk, but I have to say, look, for me there as a Tipperary person, you'd have to be very proud coming away yesterday about how we showcased our day. Like, I mean, the weather made it, the first match was a brilliant game with Ross, Ross Gray and Gurtner, who, you know, two really well ref games when we're talking about a time when give respect to the ref, those refs, you know, I feel refs maybe sometimes they have to earn the respect too. And I think those two guys, Michael Kennedy and Kevin Jordan, did brilliant jobs yesterday uh, in the refing. The, the, the pitch was immaculate. I, I thought there was a fine crowd there. Mm. The atmosphere was brilliant. And, and we got an, we got a really exciting game, particularly in the second half. So, I mean, uh, I met a guy after the game from a Donovan Rasta in Belfast who came down for a match because that's, he just loves hurling. And this is one of the things he wants to go to, no more so than the Munster hurling final. And you know, I thought we had a great showcase for our day yesterday. And you know what? There's not many county championships around the country where everybody knows the name of the cup. And like everybody knows the name of Dan Breen. So I, I have to say I was delighted coming away yesterday. I was absolutely buzzing. It took a while even to come down after doing the commentary. But kudos to everybody involved, officials, the ground, the teams, the players. If we can get it again and more the next day, we'll be very, very lucky. But as a county final that was on telly, we have to be very proud of it. Shane, I, as you said yourself, I have to move on. It's good talking to you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Okay, Ronan, Cheers, thank thanks indeed. That's Shane McGrath. Let's hear from Kilroan because uh, Liam O'Kelly spoke to Stephen Gleeson at the full-time whistle as well. Look, uh, look, I'm hoarse. I'm tired. But like, what a day, like, you know what I mean? Um, I said to the boys in the change room, they're deflated and they're, you know, I said, like, we got to draw. We came back and we got to draw. Like, it's like winning the match. Like, we got to draw. We got, we get another day of it, like. And that, to me, is fantastic, you know, for our group of lads. Our group of lads didn't deserve to lose today, you know. I, I guarantee if I the neutrals probably would think Barkhill and Langan, a, a draw is probably the fair result. You know, but look, that's where Hurling is. We'll get another day out, we'll be back next week and we'll regroup and we'll get back next week on the horse. Jerome was immense for you, got that goal and everything, but uh, it showed real steady play to get the equaliser at the end and the way the team worked it and worked it right till the last ball. Yeah, look, I can't say enough for Willie Cleary. You know, he's, he's been a free taker for the last two years. Uh, the boys tell me he plays darts at a very, very high level. He's good in the 180s, so obviously we're getting a bit of payback now from the darts onto the hurling field. But look, I knew when he stepped up to walk away, I knew that, that guy's cool. He's so cool, there's no issue. Like, that guy, there's no, that ball's going over the bar, I had no issue with that part of it. I, I, I knew it was a done deal. And of course, we're free, obviously, it up, we're, we're happy to get the draw of it. Like, is it like nerves there that you just put them to the side, or uh, how do, how does a free taker assess that situation? Because I know you're looking on, do you just leave it to him? I, I don't get involved with Willie Cleary. Willie Cleary is a season player. Why, Willie, like, you don't tell Willie to do anything. Willie has his own routine. The boys tell me he goes to routine on the day of the match. I don't even know what the routine is, but I'm sure he missed the cows in the morning and he has porridge afterwards, the tell me. But that's Willie's routine. So every player in there have their own, have their own routine. But look, uh, that's Willie Cleary, testament to the man. Outstanding player, has been for the last two years, and I, I, I can't say enough about Willie Cleary and all the players in, the, in that change room. While we won the free, Seamus Hensley won the free. 
I didn't take an off and buy him back on. He actually won the free. So, like, you know what I mean? So that's all part, part of what we're about in, 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 in that in change that room there. It's a team effort. Was he injured or was it kind of like Peter Canavan type thing? Take him oh. off, bring him on? Because you know he's calm in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't comment on Peter Canavan moment, but I can comment on what I was doing. I knew if we got 20, 25 minutes off him, I could bring him off and give him a rest. But if you do, we could bring him back on again. And that's the way it, and that's the way it worked out today for me. No more than my own son, Keanu Kelly, came off with a very bad injury at half time in the change room. He was pleading me to bring him back on. He was, he was hobbling inside the change room at half time and he was baying at me inside the stands. So, what can I do? And bring him back on. That's the guys they are inside there. That's the guys, all those guys are, are inside there. But look, we're happy where we are. I make no bones about it. We'll regroup. We'll get back, on, we'll get back next week and hopefully we can do a good recovery during the week and we'll see where we are next week. Yeah, that's so you like that's uh, Liam O'Kelly speaking to Stephen Gleeson at the full time whistle yesterday. Paddy Sableton was there. How are you, Paddy? I'm not too bad at all. How are you? I'm very well. You've soldiered a bit, I think, with uh, Seamus Hennessy. You probably know him, and he's you're a bit older than him, but not by much. But um, you know what kind of a man he is. He's a sort of a leader for Kilran McDonald's, isn't he? Uh, he is. He's a huge leader. Always was. And to be fair, Seamus Hennessy, I think the, the biggest thing you can say about him is his last to Tipperary was probably one of the biggest factors over the last 10 years. Like when Declan Fannin retired, he was the automatic man that would have probably went in there and dominated his position. So, huge loss to Tipperary, but unbelievable to still see him out there with uh, Killer One. Like, his knee has been at him, I think, since 2011. He's had, he's had that knee issue and progressively worse and worse. And I think the here in Killer One every year, he, he won't be back there after, but he obviously just absolutely loves the club and lives for Harlan. And great man and an unbelievable player. And, you know, did his part yesterday. And, absolutely. Uh, you yeah. know, that, that's all he can do. How good a final was it? I, I personally really, really enjoyed it. Um, just how competitive it was. Like, the conditions weren't... They looked okay in telly, but, geez, there was some rain that morning around Turles and Boris Lee because we had a, an underage match ourselves. And it was just really messy on top. But I really enjoyed it because there was lots of mistakes, but that's the weather and the fact that they're all over each other. And to me, that's what that's what top-level competitive hurling is about. It won't always be pretty, it won't always be beautiful, but there was big moments. Uh, there's a lot of physicality and you know such a brilliant finish then absolutely brilliant finish and I asked Shane who's the happier manager at the end I think both were probably happy to have another day but does the momentum swing in a situation like this I don't like I suppose when you're looking at this you're looking at Killadang and going into the slight favourites like I would have said it on Tip FM here last week I thought they were slight favourites um, might do it by a score Um going back into it you'd be saying who who were stronger the last day I thought Killer, Killer One in the main, probably edged it in terms of how they hurled. They had that chance when Jerome Carr got the goal in the second half. And, you know, obviously there was a little slip up for, for Paul Finn's goal to let him back into it again. So, and again, obviously, Killer One could have lost it then at the end. But I feel like Killer One played really well. It's hard to recreate that again when you're not the favourite, when you're the underdog. And then, like, a couple of little injuries here and there. So, I think there's a bit of concern for Killer One there, but they they hurled really well, and and as I said, they're up in it every day. Jeez, this this is not comparable to how they hurled against Tumivar in the quarterfinal. No, like no. they're a completely different level. Yeah, that's true. But Killer Dangan have such quality throughout oh, that team. Yeah. Really, I mean, like there's no weak line. No, no, no. They're super hurlers. Like they've they've contested. You know, this is what they're third or fourth county final now that they've contested. So you don't you don't get into that position if you're not if you're not consistently good and to be consistently good you have to be well above average so I did, like I think they played very very well and they battled hard um, they probably just were disappointed maybe they didn't get more out of a couple of their forwards and I suppose there's one thing <clears throat> I was looking at in their backline is that their two best 
hurlers, you know, because you need a launch pad on your back line in Alan Flynn and David Sweeney. We're both kind of market, man market, you know, and that's what Killer One have in their arsenal. They have two players in Keno Kelly and, or Yono Kelly and, um, and, um, Jerry Cal that have to be marked. Yeah. They have to be They're powerful, they're fast, they're explosive. And if they're not marked, they'll cause danger. And we still saw that they caused danger yesterday. So I think Kelly Langan have to have a look at that and go, right, are these guys going to do a bit of hurling anyway? And should we just try and get the likes of Nellan Flynn out to the half-back line where he's actually going to be putting them on the front foot? Because I didn't feel like they were coming out of defence with composure and with the skill that they usually show. So I think that's something that would be, you know, be worth taking a look at the next day. Uh, Paddy, I know you've got to fly. I know you're busy with publications of new books we will talk to you about that in, probably next week we might talk about the county final replay I've got, I've got to let you go but I uh, appreciate your time this evening Paddy thanks for that no bother thanks talk very soon. much take it easy that's Paddy Stapleton and uh, as I say he's uh, a busy busy man at the moment he's got new uh, publications coming our way lots of people with books at the moment uh, uh, Damien um, has a super book out as well uh, uh, about the Covid pandemic and uh um, Paddy Marr, I think, is launching his autobiography in the next little while. Let's hear from Ross Gray as well, because let's not forget about them. They were really impressive, I think, against Gurton Hoog, uh, not Gurton finished 117 to 16 points. Daryl Ryan, you have to say, what a performance from the Ross Gray goalkeeper. But let's hear from Liam England, who was breathless when he spoke to Paul Carroll from this station. Let's see if we can get that to play for us before we go any further. Absolute delight, uh, just relief. Lots of emotions, Paul, at the moment, yeah, but overriding one is definitely delight. Um, listen, we planned for this, obviously, from the start of the year. This is where we wanted to be, and we've done it. This, the, the performance in itself, I'd say probably a seven, version on eight, maybe at times, wasn't the prettiest, but we got over the line, and that's the main thing. And you had performers all over the field. The first half, your half-back line, Michael Campion, uh, Darren O'Connor, and Dart Heinen just got yeah. on ball after ball. It gave you a real platform. They, they were immense, and we highlighted before the game that they were going to be peppered with puckouts and stuff like that, and they stood up to the plate. They're absolutely top class. I think going in at a, a, a six points up at half time didn't fatter us at all we could have been actually a couple of more up we had six wides probably bad wides in the first half like. um, but definitely Gordon Hu came at us big time in the second half as we knew they would um, we probably slackened off a little bit and maybe dropped dropped off a bit to kind of defend that lead and ended up almost conceding a goal or two Darryl Ryan in the goal was absolutely top class in the last few minutes yeah, I was going to say that like, as, as, as much as you were ahead in that first half and looked kind of the better team, Gartner, who came back at you in the second half and got a real run, and then um, it was Conor Sheedy almost had a goal chance where a hand pass went across the edge of the square. Yeah. And that stopped the play for a couple of minutes, and I think that gave you a chance to just settle it, it again did, in the last Yeah, there was times there we just needed that score. We needed that goal, we needed that point to kind of bring us back and give us a bit, a bit of a bounce, but it, actually, it, never, it never came, unfortunately. We dropped a bit of legs around the middle of times, and they definitely get, they had their purple patch with every team like Gordon who will have but listen the light that we withstood that um, was brilliant to see in the last couple of minutes I think Darren Heine got a couple of balls in the corner there such composure in that kind of intensity and that so much at stake to be able to play the right ball at the right time was absolutely brilliant and to bounce straight back up your sin and commentary is like you don't want to get relegated and then miss out on the chance to go straight back up. It was probably a huge thing coming in for you today, and you've, you've done that. Oh, and we knew all along, listen, a lot of people were tipping us to win this year, but it doesn't happen like that. The team 
Lions don't naturally or normally go down and come back up. Like, but the thing about us, we can't be a yo-yo team. We can't be that yo-yo team now. We're up there in Danbury next year. We stay up there. For us, we have to say this is only the start of it, OK? We get things going now and we build from it. And now you go on to a Munster quarterfinal, which is something you probably hadn't thought of coming into today because you're focusing on, on today's game. But it's going to be Bally Sagar to vote for. If I'm being totally upfront, Paul, we did. We thought about this a while back. We thought about this back in February. We realised this is a big opportunity for every Tipperary team is going to come out of the of the, the county uh, intermediate premier. It's us. For us, we, we said at the start of the year, we have ten steps to get the Croker. We've nailed six of them now. We have four more going to get there. We totally realised we could be knocked back on our arse against Bally Sagar in two weeks' time. But, but in our heads, we are planning for Croker. Come what may. Ah, good man, leave England. That's a great interview. Absolutely fantastic and uh, great noise in the background. Great excitement. Ross Gray winning 117 to 16 points. Tom McGrath's on the line. How are you, Tom? Good, Ronan. That was mighty, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think, fellas, you know, it's just great, lads, speaking from the heart and saying I just love the fact that he's not, he's not even allowed the dust settle. He's talking about Crow Park already. Like, it's great. Yeah, but you're just, lads are focused, like, and his, you know, lads have their... <laughs> it's amazing what the what the adrenaline does. It brings an awful lot of stuff from the back from the back memory and gets you out, gets the gets the brain cells working all right. Like, but yeah. no, no, I think Ross Gray bring great colour to the thing. Like, and you know they have their they have their characters as well, both on and off the field. Like, so kind of no fair 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 use to them. Like, how good was Daryl Ryan's saves? Oh, it was a good one. <laughs> county final, county final win and save. Like I mean, there was not well the the one from um, the one from, I think was Darramar. Like the first one was the one because like Darramar took aim and got the probably hit the ground that fraction too too soon or too late. Might have popped over his hurley if he got the other but but then Darren Darren has been around the block for a while. Like too, he as I know as far as I can recall, he played he played county minor, good goalkeeper, and uh, you know commanded his but actually. I don't know was there special slitters in operation yesterday but the puck it out from the two premier intermediate goalkeepers was phenomenal they were they hit, they hit the, op, the opposition 21 a few times like yeah you know, but those, but super but, but no great, great blocking from mentioned that Ryan great great blocking uh, Gordon who felt they had to get this goal and probably they did and um, carved out two chances and their Ryan made that made that great save first from, from Darren Maher and then the other one was uh, it was only half chance I suppose really but they got it to the right man but worked it through the worked it through the hands and got it to Keane Hayes and Darren Ryan made himself big and knocked it out I think that one went out for 65 which I think was missed which made it even worse like from a Gordon Who point of view so like and talking to misses I suppose if Ross Gray lost the match they have themselves to blame they used an awful lot of wides kind of played with a gay abandon if you like got the ball hit it hit it long and handsome and then had a had a go for a number of Hail Mary chances alright like they finish up about 15 wides to 8 like so they would have been being more than some of that so a little bit maybe more composure and play the thing but they played, played the ball fierce well though from, from end to end and I thought they're off the they're off the mark running was was what really got them, got them, got them away from Gordon Hoover for a finish like they were really quick off the mark and used the space as well mm. and you know took their score as well like great to see Alan Tynan back as well you know oh yeah and contributing as well like yeah. and, no, left and right, no great, no great bother from at all. Like so. But I, I have to say as well to credit Gordon, who I was very impressed with them against Marys. You know, the likes of Ron, Ronan Tien, Keen Hayes, Brian Maher, like they're all good battling hurlers. You know, there's a there's a quality in that in that team and in that jersey. I, I just think Gordon, who very impressive in the Premier Intermediate this year. No doubt about it. 
about it because we, we spoke about them briefly last week. But I mean, they had acquitted themselves. They came up and they played, they played senior in 21 and acquitted themselves well in in, in, in the mid-championship. That And, OK, they, the Seamus Arena voyage might have been that spectacular. But no, they, they came they, they came to the, to the final yesterday, brought a lot to it. And I suppose they're, they're a little bit more, again, a bit composure on the ball, both... both Teams were playing with a, with a spare backman, and they just had a pain in their arm and hitting the ball to each other like that. Yeah, played, if they played a little bit smarter, but then, like that's what I liked about yesterday with the two games that she had very little tactical stuff of this crossfield ball and this passing the ball across the backline that gives me ire. <laughs> so there was very little of that yesterday. Now you could enjoy it a bit more when your own club isn't playing like that because you're afraid of it going wrong. But then when it's two neutrals are playing, well, you kind of. <laughs> You're just interested to see how it, how it works out. But yeah. no, they, they, they hit the ball long and handsome and a little bit more. Now I can understand why Gordon Hoover are doing it because they had a good a forward line that had been hitting up good scores during the year. But they got they got held yesterday. They're, they're, they're men, men. They went 25 minutes in the first half without getting the score to play. And that's it's very hard to win a match when that's happening. Now it freed up a bit more maybe in the second half, but they struggled, they struggled up front to get scores from play. Like, and while scores from freeze are worth the same thing, they're not worth the same thing in terms of... Uh, momentum, I think that, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah momentum, yeah. JJ Kendi's on the line. JJ, how are you? Hi, Ronan. Just on the intermediate match, and we'll get your opinions from both of you on the senior match in a minute, but was it a case of goals winning games and Gurton who just couldn't get one partly because of the quality of not just the Ross Gray goalkeeper, but the Ross Gray rear guard? Yeah, I suppose there's an element of that. Um, a, a bit like Tom there, I, I'm very much on the same page with him uh, as regards the, the, the style of play. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thought um, in, in the first half of this, I, I thought Ross Gray looked just uh, just a notch above uh, and I thought this thing is going to go a little bit one-sided. They seem to be well in command and uh, what, six up at half time, and with the number of wides could have been more. So it, it, it looked, it looked uh, a bit a bit predictable at that stage, but my God, Gurtner, who put in put in a tremendous second half. Um, they really grew into the game as as it developed and became stronger and stronger. And and was Ray were holding on at the end. I, in many ways, I nearly enjoyed this one more than the uh, more than the senior one. Um, I thought it was a great contest between between these two teams. You see, you've got to bear in mind, Ronan, that Gurtner, who only came up to this level, um, was it two years ago when they won the the beat uh, Mind of the two in the Intermediate yes. final. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a new level to them. Um, whereas Ross Gray have been here, they've been senior, just dropped down last year. So they're they're more used to playing at the higher level. And when you factor that in, I think uh, you know Gutner who put in put in a colossal effort here. And with a bit of luck, you know, I think that save by Daryl Ryan was was really top draw because you know he hit, I think it was Daryl Maher. He hit that ball. I think where you'd advise him to hit it, it was low and it was bouncing and so on and. Uh, Darrell had to get down to his left. A fantastic save, but uh, a great contest. Probably on balance, the better team, better team won, but uh, tremendous contest. And uh, hopefully, Rosgrave can push on from there. And, and I see no reason why Gotten Hoop can't either. I know I've other county finals to cover, and I've other sports to cover as well. So I'm going to be really brief with the Perry lads. Just your thoughts on the senior game, Tom. I'll come to you first. Yeah, again, uh, like the, like the intermediate, I, I enjoyed it. Um, two two teams went at, went at it from the off. Um, I suppose like you'd be like I, I was I had a I had a fancy for for Killer One in the lead into it and they were just fine that for a good while but I, I'd say probably the wides 
the wide there when they were dominating. They should have been that they they could have been more in front, and then they, you know they they almost got caught coming down the straight. But like great credit to them, I think, for the way that they 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 fought it out. Then when they when they did fall behind, that they they got back into it and got the draw. I think that they deserved like to be to be fair like and they'll they'll they'll. Learned from yesterday, things with Paddy Stewart made a point there that Kildangan have been that's their fourth final yeah. in 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 in, re, in in recent years. Just killer ones first in a number a long 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 number of years. Thirty seven, I think. 30, Thirty odd, yeah. So they they'll they'll have learned they they'll have learned from that, and you no, know, they'll be hoping to get more out of their out of maybe their 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 bigger men as well. Like, but they're they're operating and operating well and using their like I mean the double the double substitution substitution if. It, Took off two fellas and brought them back on again, like so. That's yeah. Peter Canavan by two, so it it almost worked for them, like. But Kildangan's experience, I suppose, too, like. But no, an enjoyable game all all over, and played in tremendous spirit. That doesn't doesn't always happen in there, but you can oftentimes have a have a dull, dour old struggle, and you know, bit of maybe a cheap shot here and there. But there's none of that yesterday. Good, good, manly, honest stuff, and. They went out in the often. I I enjoyed it though. Like mightn't have been top class stuff, but conditions weren't exactly top class. A hundred percent either. Like, but no, 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 no. Good game. Uh, uh, just stay there, Tom. JJ, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I was I was disappointed with the first half. Um, I, t- I, I I agree with you. Yeah, it was poor. Yeah, I thought it was very pedestrian in the first half. Now it was it was obviously it was very much redeemed in the second half. The last quarter particularly was fantastic spectacle and and you know great stuff end to end scores galore. I think each of them scored one seven in the last fifteen minutes of the match, which is some clipping, you know, it's it's end to end stuff. That that was that was the best of it. First half, um disappointing I thought that Kill uh, and I think um Egan sort of said this afterwards and Antina G that they were awful in the first half. They were you know, they just looked nervy or something. They weren't now maybe a good element of that was was caused by the way that uh Kilwan were coming at them. I, I certainly thought Kilwan outworked them majorly in that first half. Uh, you know, they were getting in in numbers and they were giving them very little space to round it. Um, but I thought a dull enough first half was really exploded in the second half and definitely a draw was, was what you wanted at the end of it because it was swinging over and back uh, as a ferocious race and could really have ended, have ended uh, with either of the teams winning. So, uh, fantastic finish to it, but overall the quality wasn't great at all. Uh, just before I let you go, Tom, word on Junior B. Oh yeah, like uh, we've um, our adopted club is still going well anyway. Your adopted and, uh, club, I can't adopt anyone. Salah uh, Salah uh, <laughs> are in the Junior B final, and you know you're going to have a a rare a rare final now. Salah and Torres Arfield in the in the Salah beat Porto at the weekend in the semi final Saturday, and uh, Sarfield overcame Laurie yesterday in the, in the in the second semi final. So they'll be locking horns in a week or two time, and and uh, Sarfield rolled out towards finish. Uh, Reserve Grady and John Lawler came on to see them over the line. So, you know, there's there's still life, there's still life after 35 in in, in the various ranks. Although Reserve will be nice to be regarded as only 35. Like, but, <laughs> no, it, 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 it ah, it's great, it's great. Going well, like, and yeah, you know what? Yeah. It puts a big smile on people like Kevin Hanley's face, and uh, that's a great thing too. So, yeah, and uh, I think credit to with the upper church, upper church won the junior, but a little bit of a little bit of recompense for Grace Walker Belly Nail now too. They, they, now I don't agree with the rule, but it's the way it is. They're they'll going be, into the Munster Championship. They, they'll be going into Munster, and it's something for them at the end of the year that they've battled on a number of fronts as well. Like so, look, there is their great romance in the GA after all. Like good man, the romantic Tom McGrath joining us there. JJ and Tom, thanks to you both. 
Thanks, Ronan. Take care, lads. Take care. Uh, sorry, we got a fly on. So much to cover tonight. Ger- Geraldine Canan is on the line. How are you, Geraldine? How are you doing, Ronan? You're going to have to follow Tom's romantic lines. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Drum and Inch, they just keep breaking Clonelty's hearts. Yeah, and it was really a case of it again, I suppose, at the weekend, you know, and Clonelty, in fairness, did everything right for so long and uh, built up a big lead in, in the first half. I think they went seven points up and, you know, really worked so hard and made life very difficult for Drum and Drum were guilty of giving away some soft frees and but I suppose Drum, you know, finished the half well and only went in, I suppose, four points down, eight four at half time and had the advantage of the wind in the second half and I think the Neil Classy goal the five minutes into the second half really kick started their comeback and you know, Ian McGrath found the back of the net at twenty one minutes into the second half and that put them ahead for the first time in the game and I know I suppose, you know, it did kind of break Clonty's heart and I suppose broke their resolve as well, I suppose, and they kind of faded then as the game went on and you know, there was still very little in it coming into injury time, but a third goal for a drum and, you know, they pulled away again in the end and they won three ten to thirteen points. You know, the score I suppose six points lead didn't really reflect the game as a whole and I was gonna say that flatters them a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose Drum. You know, they did. They were second fiddle to Clonty for large parts of the game, and but still, you know, I think anyone watching could see there was a bit of, you know, Drum Ward is stronger in the end, and you know, did have the players come on off the bench, and you know, just their, I suppose their experience and a bit of cuteness, um, you know, did show in the end. And I suppose when you can win a county final, not playing all that well, you know, for for forty minutes of the game. It is a sign of how strong they are and how good a team they are as well, you know. And but look, credit to Clonty. As I said, they had some massive performances throughout. But I suppose at the end of the day, they didn't create one goal chance. Quiver Burke wasn't called on to make one save, you know, throughout. Um, Drum scored was this had four points at half time, scored three six in the second half. So look, really was a, a, a very good second half performance by Drum that got them over the line. Well, Hearty's congratulations to them. I know some of those girls enjoying multiple successes with uh, Drum and Inch, the four in a row. Uh, I think the intermediate finals next week, Bursley and... Yeah, so Bursley and Shannon Rovers. Shannon Rovers, that's right. Yeah, going head to head on Saturday at, two, or at three o'clock in the intermediate finals. So that should be another cracker. And I suppose on Sunday, just gone as well, just to congratulate Hearty Boris. They had a great win in the Junior B, junior B after losing it last year. Back up to Junior A now next year where they want to be and uh, they had a good win over Portro in the Junior B final on Sunday. Many congratulations to them. I'm sorry it's so brief, Geraldine. You can understand this county finals are plenty uh, to, on, on a weekend like this. Thanks indeed for your time. Thanks for it. Take care. That's Geraldine Canan from the Camogie Board, PRO. Uh, my thanks to her. Stephen Gleeson's on the line. Talk Junior A, Harland. Stephen, how are you? Hi, Ronan. Good evening. Oh my God. I think, uh, well, commiserations to... Grange Mokler, Bally Neal, I think a lot of people in Tiberia are just glad that Upper Church got their hands on some silver. Yeah, something like that, I suppose. I felt for Grange Mokler, to be honest. They were uh, they were superb in uh, the final, and it was a fantastic game of hurling. It was just kind of edgier seat stuff, you know. It was flowing all through, and Upper Church won out in the end, and great for two warriors who were pivotal to everything that was good about Upper Church. Uh, those two being James Barry, who had testicular cancer this year, who became a father, and uh, you know played a starring role in getting up a church to the county final. And I'd hate uh, to be playing junior hurling and been marking James Barry. I, yeah, I know he's had his I know he's had his trials and tribulations this year, but he's still James Barry. Yeah, two senior all, you know, an all star, two senior all Irelands. I mean, you know, that speaks for itself, really. And he was, he, he's just a brilliant hurler, like you know. I mean, he, he's he's of senior hurling standard, and. Uh, 
like he came on there and, and and played a storming role this year in junior and was having a great game at centre back in the final, put over a ball, early ball over the bar, you know, was mopping up and then picked up a hamstring injury. He had to go up to the forwards and uh, that just upset the upper church rhythm a bit. But uh, the church got an early goal and that other star of uh, the last maybe 20 years in upper church being Pat Short and he was the captain he scored that early goal Ronan and uh, there was nothing in it John Lyons hit a brilliant goal as well for Grange Moker Bally Neal and that just left it 111 to 110 at half time second half nothing between the teams 119 to 118 in the closing stages uh, Pat Ryan cut in a line ball all the way in James Barry put up his hands and uh, upper church got a penalty from it and Julie Pat Short fired it to the net, two nineteen to one eighteen. Then pressure was on in the home straight, so it was just a fantastic match, fantastic drama. Church came out on top, and uh, like their lads, I'm sure they'd be really disappointed just hitting a, a few late balls just wide and maybe just yeah. not settling for a second on it. And a couple of calls went against them late in the game. They, you know, had a chance maybe for a score and uh, didn't get a free in ball went down the feed up church got a penalty and it was game over and it just all happened so fast it just it added to the drama of the day but it was cruel on um, on, on the South team who were brilliant and it will represent Tip and Munster and I hope they do really well in That's that open, yeah. but, um, it was great, great scenes the whole half the parish there but uh, Stephen I gotta fly if I don't play an ad break soon both of us will be out of pocket so I'll talk to you soon <laughs> Cheers, Ronan. Take care. That is Stephen Gleeson. We've got to fly. Got to take an ad break. Lots more to come on Extra Time tonight. Don't go anywhere. Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk. Hi, it's Brian Cunningham here from Brian Cunningham Management and we are bringing our Thanksgiving by Candlelight Nationwide Tour in association with Tip FM. Featuring Dana, Chloe Agnew, Brian McGreen, John McNichol, the Queen of Country Music, Philomena Begley and Simon Casey on Wednesday the 23rd of November at the Talbot Hotel Clonnell. Tickets can be purchased from the hotel reception on 052 618 or from the box office on 053 91 27758. Limited number of tickets for that Thanksgiving by Candlelight Nationwide Tour at the Talbot Hotel Clonmel, Wednesday the 23rd of November in association with Tip FM. Tickets 30 euro. Every business starts with a question. Can I do it? And an answer, yes. I can. At Vodafone Business, we're a tech partner to each of our small business customers. And as the main sponsor of the Irish rugby team, we want your business to be seen on the big day with a chance to win free pitch side advertising when Ireland take on Australia. To enter, visit vodafone.ie forward slash business. Vodafone Business. Together we can. Terms and conditions apply. Nina Plant Hire and Hardware, Old Burr Road. Welcome back to DeWalt Roadshow with a breakfast morning on Thursday, October 27th, starting at 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. DeWalt will demo their latest power tools with great deals. The Blacklader Workwear Truck will also be on site with great quality workwear at Nina Plant Hire's breakfast morning, Thursday, October 27th. Don't miss it. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month with the Talbot Hotel Clonmel. Formerly Clonmel Park Hotel. Multi-award winning wedding specialists with state-of-the-art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. Let's have a look at events in Lansdowne Road on Saturday night as it finished Leinster 27, Munster 13. Alan Quinlan's on the line, former Munster and Ireland international. How are you, Alan? 
a good run on yourself. Your thoughts as you, you watched the match on Saturday night because there was passages of play which made me optimistic but ultimately it's in a results-based business and yet again Leinster have the Indian sign over us. Yeah, unfortunately I think that was the case. I think Munster's injuries at the moment are really kind of didn't help the situation. Obviously Leinster have injuries themselves but um, they have so much depth and Munster don't have that kind of depth so I think there was a real fear going into the match that it could be totally one-sided affair. But thankfully, Munster showed some fight and desire and kind of drive and passion throughout the game. And um, they caused Leinster some problems. Now, Leinster could have scored on a number of occasions, but um, the expectation was low. But I think it was really important to build on the performance against the Bulls the week before. Mm. Because Munster had a very difficult start to the season and a disappointing start to the season. Yeah, and there was passages where, you know, we were building momentum in the game and then, you know, yellow cards came at a really bad time for us. Particularly, I thought the Jean Klein one, which could have been read on another night. Yeah, of course, uh, when you're up against Leinster, it's the last thing you want um, is to have to go down to, you know, 14 players. And I did that on two occasions. So, for 60 minutes of the game, um, they, had, well, they had a full complement, but for 20 minutes, they're down to... 14, so it made it more difficult. But you just look at the bench run and Andrew Porter, Jack Conan coming off the bench, and uh, they have that real depth, that real quality. But there were some positive signs in the way Munster were trying to play. And as I said, look, the number of injuries that they've had, they had going into the game really hurt them, and they just don't have the depth. But there's positive signs of some of the young players as well that have come through. And um, so I think it could have been. My big fear in the game was that it would be a couple of steps backwards. It doesn't please Munster people to lose the game, but I think there were signs that you know the game plan, they're trying to stick to this more expensive game plan and that um, it, you know, there has to be a little bit of patience there. And uh, But it was still a very disappointing mm. result. And Munster have won once now in 10 games, which is really disappointing return. I mean, it's a brand new ticket. I know uh, Roundtree was there last year, but you've got Dennis in, who's a new voice in the dressing room. Mike Prendergast is a new voice in the dressing room. And I've heard it sort of suggested, I don't know if you put any credence on this, that maybe there's a bit of information overload, that there's a lot of new information coming at the players from new voices, and it's going to take a while for them to adapt to that. Yeah, it will take time. There's no doubt about it. And um, it'll take time to implement the game plan, but also bring through some of those younger players and and see how they adapt and cope and try and get more depth in the squad because it's been a real issue for them in the last number of years and get more players on the Irish team. It's, it sounds quite simple, but that makes a huge difference if it can happen. Um, so, yeah, it's been hard on Munster fans, hard on the players themselves and there's an expectation and there's, uh, there, I suppose there's, they're, they're trying to win trophies and they want to win trophies, but there has to be a realistic look at this that it is going to take some time and if we can get some of those younger players coming through um, that they can make a bit of a difference and, and, and change the narrative going forward. Do you think the Jack Crowley at 15 experiment worked? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure he's a 15 but he's played very well there in the last two weeks and I think there has to be... He plays 15 uh, for Corcon, I think in the past. Yeah, he has done. I think he, he's... He's certainly a brilliant footballer and he's one of the guys that has benefited from the emerging Ireland tour. And I think Munster were probably hardest hit with that. They mm. sent players initially picked in the squad. Alex Kendellan had to pull out. But 
he looks more confident. He looks more uh, at ease since he's come back. And I thought the performance when he came on against the Bulls would really excite people. And um, and also, um, just overall, his ability to probably play in a number of positions. I'd love to see him possibly be playing the centre for Munster if Joey Carberry is available. Um, so there's options there with him, and I think he's a really exciting player and, and someone you can you can build a team around as well. What if someone in the house has medical equipment that uses electricity? What if my mum has mobility problems and needs to charge her electric walker? Everyone's concerned about rising energy bills, some more than others. But there could be circumstances that classify you as a vulnerable customer. Just check with your supplier and be sure to register. Talk to your supplier or find out more at cru.ie. Here to shed light on your energy rights. Brought to you by the Commission for Regulation of Utilities. There's a huge Halloween bank holiday weekend of live entertainment at Clonacody House Feathers with Autumn Local Live on Saturday 29th, including Norma Manley, Mojo Blues Band and the Wigwam Glam Band. On Sunday, October 30th, it's Fancy Dress Party Time with international tribute show ABBA-esque Live. Plus DJ and disco, full bar and food each night. Tickets from 20 euro available at tickets.ie. All at the big top marquee, Clonacody House in Feathered. Quilter cares for Ireland's forests sustainably. As our country seeks to combat climate change, we'll do more. Our ambition is to create new forests, manage our existing forests for greater carbon capture, and provide more habitats to enhance biodiversity. We'll support creating new homes by delivering sustainable Irish wood products. And we'll increase the number of beautiful forest recreation spaces for everyone to enjoy. Quilcha. Forests for climate, nature, wood and people. For a greener future for all. Drive Time with Owen Lonergan will be broadcasting live from Kenny Centre Feathered to celebrate their 100 years in business. Join us on Friday the 28th of October from 3 to 6pm. We'll have lots of entertainment and giveaways on the day. Tip FM's Drive Time with Owen Lonergan, live from Kenny Centra Feathered. Join us there or on air Friday the 28th of October between 3 to 6 p.m. Hi, it's Brian Cunningham here from Brian Cunningham Management and we are bringing our Thanksgiving by Candlelight Nationwide Tour in association with Tip FM. Featuring Dana, Chloe Agnew, Brian McGreen, John McNichol, the Queen of Country Music, Philomena Begley and Simon Casey on Wednesday the 23rd of November at the Talbot Hotel Clonmel. Tickets can be purchased from the hotel reception on 052 618 8700 or from the box office on 053 91 27758. Limited number of tickets for that Thanksgiving by Candlelight Nationwide Tour at the Talbot Hotel Clonmel, Wednesday the 23rd of November in association with Tip FM. Tickets 30 euro. The Three Amigos, Jimmy Buckley, Robert Mazel, and Patrick Feeney are back on tour with a brand new live show full of music, song and side-splitting laughter. See The Three Amigos live. Talbot Hotel Clonmel, Sunday, January 22nd. Tickets priced 35 euro at hotel reception and ticketmaster.ie where additional charges may apply. The Three Amigos, live in concert. This award-winning show is not to be missed. Love swimming? Love it with a level head. Learn about weather, tides and rip currents. Be visible with a brightly coloured hat and toe float. Swim parallel to shore and never alone. Afterwards, get warm quickly. This is Water Safety Ireland. Better safe 
then sorry. For open water swimming advice, visit watersafety.ie. Supported by the Government of Ireland. Audiences and critics alike are loving Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> giving it five stars, saying this crocodile rocks, and it's a perfect family film. Starring Javier Bardem, with Shawn Mendes as... Lyle! At the top. That was totally awesome. Lyle Lyle Crocodile, only at cinemas now. If Cert PG. That's pretty much all we have for you tonight. Ian O'Connor produced. We'll be back to you next Tuesday night. Don't forget it's next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Till then, good night and good luck. Online. On your smartphone. On your smart speaker. Play Tip FM. And on FM across Tipperary. This is Tip FM News. It's 8 o'clock. This is Ken Murray. Good evening. The incoming British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has acknowledged in his first televised speech that the UK faces a profound economic challenge in the months ahead. He beat Penny Mordaunt in the Conservative leadership contest after his rival pulled out, having failed to get the support she needed. Mr Sunak says he will bring the UK and Conservative Party together. Because that is the only way we will overcome the challenges we face and build a better more prosperous future for our children and our grandchildren. I pledge that I will serve you with integrity and humility and I will work day in, day out to deliver for the British people. The DUP leader has congratulated Rishi Sunak but added a word of warning. Geoffrey Donaldson says the new British Prime Minister has to sort out issues surrounding the Northern Ireland Protocol. In a statement, Mr Donaldson said the protocol is incompatible with the restoration of devolved government here. Meanwhile, Sinn Féin President Mary Lou Macdonald says it's time decisive action was taken to resolve the lack of a functioning executive. All of us accept that there are issues that need to be smoothed out. There are solutions that are available. The challenge for the next Prime Minister is whether or not they are prepared to actually get the business done and to ensure that people who live here are not left endlessly in a limbo, facing into a cost of living crisis and with no government to serve them and to protect them. That is completely unacceptable. A new temporary accommodation centre is to open this evening to house Ukrainian refugees. It comes as over 40 were denied state accommodation when they arrived here over the weekend. The Taoiseach has ruled out putting a cap on the number of people Ireland accepts, saying the state has a legal and moral obligation to accept those fleeing war. Nick from Ukraine has been in Dublin airport since Friday and explains the conditions at the airport. It's not comfort, of course, but it's uh, we have a... Uh, roof, roof on our uh, head and uh, toilet, but it's, but it's not comfortable, of course. Uh, they are investigating all the circumstances surrounding the death of a 60-year-old man in Blanchardstown, Dublin, on Saturday. Adnan Asich was walking towards Blanchardstown Road North, coming from the Blanchardstown Shopping Centre, when he was violently assaulted. He was originally from Bosnia, but has lived in Ireland for over 30 years. Gardaí are appealing to anyone who was in the vicinity of Blanchardstown Road North at the junction with the old Navan Road or the N3 flyover and surrounding areas between 2 and 3 a.m. on Saturday morning to contact Blanchardstown Garda Station. Residents at a Dublin apartment complex who are facing eviction are to hold a protest. 
Tenants living in Tathany House, a three-storey apartment complex in Kilmainham, were served eviction notices last week. Their landlord notified them he is selling the property and they've got until June next year to find somewhere else to live. James O'Toole has lived in the apartment complex since 2009 with his wife. You know, I'm in my 40s now, so the idea of uh, either A, you know, uh, going into emergency accommodation or something like that is terrifying, or, you know, saying to myself, right, all I can afford is a studio apartment and having all your stuff in one room uh, when you're in your 40s, you know, is quite depressing a prospect as well, you know. And finally, it will be a little darker than normal tomorrow morning as a partial eclipse takes place. The event will start just after 10am when the moon begins to pass between the sun and the earth. It will peak just before 11am with Belfast, the best vantage point to view the eclipse on the island. And there you are, that's your news. It's coming up to four minutes past eight. Loading up another hour of the music you love. Premier Country with Carol Power. Tip and 